Hello, I'm Kristen Pleasanton, Deputy Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. With me in the studio is Dr. Constance Cooper and Dr. Angela Winant of the Delaware Historical Society. Welcome, you both, to Delaware State of the Arts. I'd like um, you guys to talk about something exciting that's coming up at the Delaware Historical Society, and it's happening on October 1st. So, Angela, would you like to sort of tell us what that is? Surely, Kristen. Um, Our grand opening celebration is a block party on Market Street from 10 to 4 p.m., 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. There's free museum admission. My colleagues in the education department are hosting family activities um, for children in grades K through 8. Uh, involving them in getting interested in voting. So they'll be able to choose their candidates and understand the platforms. We thought it was a timely activity because of what's happening um, generally in the world today. Um, We also have a voter registration drive that we'll be co-hosting with the League of Women Voters and the Metropolitan Wilmington Urban League Young Professionals (laughs) are helping us out with that. So there'll be a table on Market Street where uh, people who need to register to vote can update their information. Um, In addition to the voter registration drive and the family programs, there will be live music, face painting for the kids and other visitors, um, food trucks, including UD's um, Moo Mobile ice cream, and food from Rolling Revolution. Um, Performers will be uh, dancing, music, Um, The Twin Poets will open our event with a special poem, we hope, for uh, Saturday. And so a lot of things are happening that day. Great. And um, it is called a a grand opening. And how long have you all been closed um, in preparation for all these new things happening? Well, the Delaware History Museum closed in June of 2014. Since then... We've been working very hard on a lot of renovations to the building. Uh, we did some spectacular things. One, The most exciting thing we did was build a connector between Old Town Hall, which is a property that the society's owned since about 1916, and the Delaware History Museum. It's a beautiful clear glass connector that brings the two buildings together. And then we've also developed two new exhibitions in the museum, in the Delaware History Museum. The theme of the exhibition is Delaware, one state, many stories. And together, the two exhibitions showcase the wonderful, rich history of Delaware. One exhibition is called Discover Delaware, which is an overview of the history of Delaware, it's got everything from Delaware as the first state to pumpkin chunkin. <laughs> so there are all um, all sorts of wonderful things in that exhibition. And then also we'll be opening to the public for the first time our new Center for African American Heritage. And that's going to have an exhibition that's called Journey to Freedom. And I think Angela should tell us a bit about that. Sure. Well, the idea behind Journey to Freedom is to... Uh, introduce visitors to the history and heritage of African Americans in Delaware. Um, We want to be able to show in those new spaces that if people understand this past, 
that they can think differently about our future possibilities. It's uh, intended to be attractive to all sorts of audiences, so from different age groups um, and from different uh, racial and ethnic backgrounds. Um, It's offering different perspectives on black people's struggles for human rights, freedom and dignity in Delaware and in the nation as as a whole. Um, I think it's really interesting to be able to put a Delaware perspective on this large national story um, and sort of highlight the things that make Delaware's experience unique. One of those things would be that um, some important African Methodist churches, independent black churches that have been historically significant, had their roots in Delaware. Um, Those important founders, Peter Spencer, Richard Allen, Absalom Jones, um, had experiences um, as enslaved people in Delaware, but also had the beginnings of their experiences as free people, independent thinkers, teachers, and political leaders take root in Delaware Mm -hmm. and then blossom out across the country. Mm. Um, Another sort of overlooked story is the fact that One of the cases that's part of the historic Brown versus Board Supreme Court decision, um, also two of those cases start in Delaware, Um, uh, Beulah versus Gebhardt and Belton versus Gebhardt are both um, initial cases that um, a lawyer named Lewis Redding leads um, and brings to the NAACP. So people aren't always aware that Delaware has had that impact on this large national story. Right. And um, have you found, or as, as you were developing the new center, was there a yearning in the community and the state for this kind of information? I think that's definitely the case, Kristen. Um, I'm new to Delaware, and so I'm building on the work of a lot of other people who have had this idea close to their hearts and wanting to be able to share this history with the larger community, not just in Wilmington, but I think across the state, recognizing the contributions of creative artists like Ed Loper, um, musical artists like Clifford Brown, um, all of the different communities where independent churches have come into being and uh, where students have... um, contributed to the life of the community. Uh, There's so many different civic organizations, professional organizations, fraternal groups that um, have worked to improve the quality of life in Delaware and that they continue to work. Um, They focus their, a lot of these organizations focus their work on meeting the needs of young people in the community. And so I think being able to pay tribute to that work in the past, but also project out into the future the different ways that those organizations continue to be vibrant and um, make important contributions is great for people to take a moment to sort of think about and appreciate. And what might the visitors see? Are there, are there specific artifacts or, or items that they should particularly look for in the new center? Um, well, I think, Connie, you should probably okay. answer that question, that wonderful charter that you were telling me about? One of the prize artifacts in the Center for African American Heritage is going to be a document from 1855. 
It is a very large document, about 30 inches by 24 inches on parchment. And it is the charter for the for a Grand Lodge of African-American Masons. And a document like that represents African-Americans as they're emerging from slavery into freedom, developing their own community institutions. In Delaware, as in many other places, um, the first community institutions that African-Americans developed were churches. But after that came things like Masonic lodges and other organizations. Actually, um, Masonic lodges for African-Americans in Delaware begin in the mid-1840s. By 1855, some members of the Prince Hall Lodge, for some reason, had a conflict with the lodge, and they left, and they formed another lodge that was affiliated with the ancient York Masons. And that's a charter that we have is from the group that broke away in 1855. It's a beautiful document. It's, to me, one of the goosebump documents that we'll be displaying in the exhibition um, and really represents a part of African-American history in Delaware that we don't know much about. Oh, and are there going to be some things that stay on view permanently and then also some changing exhibitions associated with the center? Well, in both parts of the uh, Delaware One State Many Stories, some things will be permanent, but there will also be plans to update and change over time. So the exhibition will change, not entirely, but parts will change. So it will be worthwhile for people to come and visit several times. Also, within the Delaware History Museum complex of the History Museum and Old Town Hall, there is space for changing exhibitions. In particular, right now, um, in the Delaware History Museum, we also have, will have on view an exhibition called Sterling Selections, which features highlights from the Society's collection of silver made by Delaware silversmiths. This is uh, silver made, say, in the 18th and the first half of the 19th century. If you like silver, come and see it, because <laughs> it is gorgeous. Um, during the 18th century and into the early 19th century, when Many fine things are made by individual craftsmen rather than in factories. Delaware has a strong tradition of some really good silversmiths, so that's also going to be available for people to see. Um, that sounds exciting, and I think we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, first, I just want to take a minute to remind our listeners that you're tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Constance Cooper and Dr. Angela Winan of the Delaware Historical Society. We were just talking about um, some of the things to see, including silver documents, um, I'm sure lots of really other interesting items. Um, let's let visitors know where the Delaware Historical Society, where the location is, just in case they've never been there. The Delaware Historical Society is in downtown Wilmington. It is in the 500 block of Market Street. The address of the Delaware History Museum is 504 Market Street. But basically, if you find the 500 block, you'll find the Delaware Historical Society. The Society's campus is actually on both sides of the street. What we'll be featuring on October 1st is the east side of the street, which has Old Town Hall and the Delaware History Museum. But the block party will be 
we'll be closing the whole street down for the day. Oh. And um, the block party will also be continuing in the street and in Willingtown Square, which is part of our um, campus as well. In addition to the museum in Willingtown Square, on the 500 block, the Society also has its research library, which is a treasure trove of materials on Delaware history, documents, photographs, maps, newspapers, genealogical information. It will not be open on October 1st, but it's open throughout the week and on the third Saturday of every month, so it's a great place to come for research. And so that's our, where we are, 500 block of Market Street, downtown Wilmington. Also, on October 1st, we will have free parking available. And on Saturdays, you do not have to feed the meters in downtown Wilmington. <laughs> and what is your website, just so everyone can, can check things out further if they'd like? That's dehistory.org. Great. Um, you have, um, I'm sure, lots of interesting programming coming up um, for your new areas. Um, can you talk a little bit about what might be coming down the pike for adults and for children as well? Sure. Thanks, Kristen. Uh, the Delaware History Museum is hosting a traveling exhibition, the first exhibition put together by the Delaware YWCA, entitled Narrate Her. It's featuring 12 local women whose stories can also empower and inspire visitors. It opens on October 6th, and it's at the Society until October 30th. Our companion site, Reed House and Gardens, is hosting a reading group on Wednesday, October 12th in the evening at 7 p.m. We'll be reading and discussing a book by Nathaniel Philbrick entitled George Washington, Benedict Arnold, and the fate of the American Revolution. Our research library is open to the public on Saturday, October 15th, between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m., and members of the Delaware Genealogical Society will be there to help visitors with their individual research questions. Also at Reed House and Gardens, we'll be hosting readings of Shakespeare uh, with the Delaware Shakespeare Festival and short stories by Edgar Allan Poe. And then on Sunday, October 16th, between 1.30 and 4 o'clock p.m., we're co-hosting in the Center for African American Heritage with the Light Up the Queen Foundation, a screening of the film You Belong to Me, with a discussion um, with the filmmakers. And that's free to the public. Um, in the center specifically, I know that we'll be hosting Family Saturdays in December, and the theme for that activity is um, to acknowledge the civil rights movement and specifically the Montgomery bus boycott, uh, which started in 1955 and uh, comes to a conclusion in 1956, but we think about that event in a lot of ways in terms of bringing Martin Luther King to the forefront and making him a public figure. Um, it's the, the protest that Rosa Parks was involved in, and so um, we want to offer children and families an opportunity to learn a little bit more about that history, um, understanding who Rosa Parks was, learning a little bit more about what brought her to that moment of protest when she refused to give her seat up in the bus but also looking at the ways in which that particular protest um, 
relied on the efforts of ordinary people. It was a grassroots movement where um, so many people in the black community came together to say that they did not want to be treated the way that Jim Crow laws uh, required them to be treated. And then it opened up um, this whole movement that we still commemorate and think about, but also struggle with today. And I think it provides us with an opportunity to help visitors think about the relationship between what happened in the 50s and 60s and what's going on today in terms of Black Lives Matter, um, mm -hmm. the issues of police brutality, and some of the things that are still impacting our society today. I think, um, too, it's, it's an interesting uh, coincidence that the National Museum for African American History is, is getting ready to open and is, is opening at the same time the center in Delaware is, is opening. Um, did you guys plan that together? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is a little bit of a coincidence, but um, hopefully the attention that that National Museum is drawing to African American history mm -hmm. as a topic mm -hmm. will um, pique people's interest on a local level right. to, re again, recognize the unique ways in which Delaware has made its own contribution to this big national story. Um, we want to appreciate our local figures from um, James Baker, our mayor, who was sort of instrumental in the idea behind um, this new space that the Delaware History Museum is creating. Um, he's been our cheerleader. He's been uh, uh, one of our fundraisers, and he continues to contribute um, things to the collection that I'm really interested in bringing people um, in touch with in the future. Um, one of the things he dropped off with me recently was his collection of comic books. Um, some of the figures like uh, Black Panther and Black Falcon that were new um, comic book creations in the 1960s, I think, have again, have relevance today. Mm -hmm. um, though there are movies that are coming up featuring those characters. And so I definitely want to find a way to introduce those comic characters and what it meant for a black audience in that time to see um, heroes that were african American men mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and bring that to a young audience today so that they can understand that there's a history behind those characters and right. what it means today, make right. it relevant to them. Yes. Um, and as far as a visitor who may have been to the historical society a couple years ago, um, what would they see differently? What, what will the experience be like um, for the visitor coming in now? It will be entirely different from what the society had before because uh, we took out all the exhibitions that we had before. We have started from scratch. So it's all new, and it's different, although some classic Delaware stories are always in, in the <laughs> exhibition. And there's just between the journey to freedom and Discover Delaware, there's just such a richness of history. Uh, Delaware's history is complex. It's challenging. It is part of America's history. And so I encourage everyone to come out on October 1st, and then also keep con coming out to activities at the Delaware Historical Society, because you'll learn so much. It will be so enjoyable. You'll have a great time. The Society is a very friendly place. We are always looking to welcome people to, to our sites for 
programs, for exhibitions, for research, for whatever they want to do to learn more about Delaware history. Let's say the website one more time as well. It's dehistory.org. Please play a visit. There is lots of good information there about the Society's facilities and um, some great content as well. And let's give a phone number, too. That's 302-655-7161. Great. Um, it sounds like so much is happening um, at your your spots on Market Street and beyond. Um, it's really nice to hear about the changes and the growth and the new things that visitors can experience and learn about there. Um, I really want to thank you both uh, for coming to Delaware State of the Arts today. Uh, we've come to the end of our time, and I would really like to thank um, Constance Cooper and um, Angela Winand of the Delaware Historical Society. It was great to have you, and it was great to learn about um, everything new happening at the Delaware Historical Society. Thank you, Kristen. Yeah, thanks so much. Great.